Welcome to Digging Into the Pet Industry, the podcast helping you navigate and learn about the $100 billion pet industry. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel, and this podcast is brought to you by American Pet Professionals, otherwise known as APP, the only organization that caters to all pet professionals, helping pet entrepreneurs grow their businesses since 2009. This is a podcast where we dig in with pet entrepreneurs every week to find out what works for their pet businesses. I also created this podcast after 20 years in the pet industry to give you guys ideas, know-how, simple step-by-step strategies, and even some thought-provoking marketing concepts that you can apply to your own pet business. If you're in the pet industry 20 plus years, or if you're just starting out, you're in the right place, pet pros. Let's dig in. Welcome back to another solo episode of Digging Into the Pet Industry. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel from American Pet Professionals. And today we're introducing a brand new series to our podcast called Pet Industry 101. However, if you're in the pet industry for a while, you can definitely benefit from this series that will be coming to you regularly here on our podcast. So I can't tell you how many times a newer pet professional emails me or sends me a private message via social media, most of the time it's on LinkedIn, about a brand new product that they're launching looking for feedback. Honestly, it's almost weekly most of the time that somebody is reaching out. And sometimes I'll look at the product and I see it and I think, oh, that's been done before. Maybe they have a twist on it. Maybe they have a different version of a product that's out there. We all know when we go to the trade shows, We see a lot of similar products, right? So sometimes I'll do a business consult with the pet business owner and learn more about it to help them with ideas on marketing, feedback, what I think would work, wouldn't work, um, things that they could change, that kind of thing. But sometimes it is painfully obvious that they didn't do a lot of research or create a customer focus group outside of their friends and family. They might have just been really excited that they came up with this cool idea, this great idea, And maybe the idea is out there 10 times over. It doesn't mean that their product is not going to be successful, but sometimes it's just really obvious that they have not done a lot of research in the industry. So today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about how you can get feedback for your product these days. But first, I would really hope that your product is patented or patent pending if you're putting information out there into the world and asking people for feedback. Last year, I had somebody reach out to me via LinkedIn, and they gave a a little bit too much information, in my opinion, in the email or the direct message on LinkedIn about the product. I didn't know at that point if it was patented or not. So we went on a discovery call, and this person was giving me every last detail, and I said, wait, I'm going to stop you right there. You're giving me a lot of information about your pet product. I'm assuming you're patent pending, right? And this person was like, uh, no, we're not. And I was like, okay, I don't want you to tell me any more of your proprietary specific details. And I want you to make sure that the next thing you do, as soon as we get off this call is start doing some research about getting a patent lawyer. And I said to them, I can recommend a couple of people to you if you're interested in that, but I'm really worried that you're giving out too much information about your product to get feedback and you're not protected. So, you know, that was something that, you know, I've seen before, but usually people are a little guarded, a little gatekeeping on their proprietary information that they should be, right, when they're giving out information. But this person was like an open book. And I was like, no, you need to, like, get off the phone call with me, go figure out how you can get, you know, patent pending, talk to a lawyer and all of that. 
So this person thanked me immensely. And I heard a few months later that they were now patent pending. I heard back from them. So before you're going out and getting all this info, look into getting patent pended because that might take a little bit longer than you want. Maybe you want to launch this product tomorrow, or maybe you're already selling it. You really need to look into that. And I'm not a lawyer, but I've been in the industry long enough to know that that's one of the first questions I ask people when I meet them with a new product. Oh, are you guys patent pending? Um, Because it's just another way to protect yourself. Okay, so back to how do you get feedback about your products these days? Assuming you're patent pending or patented, of course, it depends on the product that you're looking to get information back from, right? So I think you can create a private group of pet parents, whether the pet product is for a cat, a bird, a dog, a horse, you know, obviously you would want to look to the pet parents that are going to give you the best feedback, depending on what pet product you're launching. And then some pet business owners, entrepreneurs that are in and out of the pet industry, you could have them sign an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. If you're worried about someone copying or stealing your idea, idea, especially if you're not patent pended yet. So that's something that you can think about doing, right? I would really strongly suggest that you go beyond friends and family because you're going to get, you know, two areas when it comes to friends and family. You're going to have some people that are so excited that you're doing this and, oh my God, this is a great idea. You should sell it. This should be your business. Um, And then some people are going to be like, that idea is never going to work. Maybe there's a little jealousy in there that you're actually coming up with a cool idea and you're going to launch it and that's going to be your next thing that you do in life, right? Create this business. And then some people are going to support you and, and just really not know anything about the pet industry. And that's always helpful, but not when you're trying to get feedback. So you have to go beyond friends and family. I think a focus group can do the same. You'll remember those, maybe you don't, but maybe if you remember seeing videos of people in a room and then like tasting different kinds of potato chips and dips and all of that, like to get that consumer feedback, you may not do that for a pet product, but that's kind of what you traditionally think of, right? So in a focus group, you can kind of do the same, but you can craft it in a way that you're posing the product to the pet parents and ask questions to them. Maybe it's in a survey. Perhaps you have a private Facebook group of, you know, 50 pet parents and you're like, hey, this is our new product that we want. You know, we're going to put this out there. Could you guys answer our survey? They may or may not answer the survey, but it could be a great way to get feedback and perhaps either improve upon for your next installment of the product. Maybe you have a, a small size. Maybe you are going to take that feedback and be like, wow, that was a good idea. We'll add that to our product. So you want to think about that, right? You can totally go old school and head to a dog park, you know, and ask the dog parents, you know, hey, what do you guys think? Maybe you're giving out samples. Maybe you're giving out samples with a QR code on a business card for more feedback and be like, hey, if you guys can here's our website. And if you go to this page, send them to a survey and you could possibly get their um, email contact information if they're opting in to take the survey. Right. So that's, you know, something that you could do. And I still see people going out to dog parks, especially if it's a product that's newer, that may might need a little education that might need the pet parent to understand what the product does. And then you're explaining it to them and showing them how to use it or how it works. And you're getting that wow factor 
or people just being like, oh, this is really cool, or yeah, I already have something like that. You know, you're going to get different areas of feedback. But I would say to you, if you're brave, you can post a video about it on social media, right? If you don't have a big budget, that's another way to do it too. But here's what I think you should do. Instead of you as the brand posting posting it on social media, because maybe you're growing your social media accounts as a newer brand, you could have somebody else do this for you who may be in the pet industry, maybe they're an influencer, that kind of thing. And it could be an easier way to get more honest feedback, whereas pet parents are just going to give you their opinion, right? Everybody has an opinion these days. And perhaps some ideas and ways that it could be changed or things that they really like about your product or maybe make it better, you know, that kind of thing. So that could be a way to do it. And you could interact with people commenting in the comments and let them know how they can find the product, i.e. your website URL, be part of your community of pet parents, possibly offer a discount code for their email so that you can follow up with them after they opt in, right? So you go to the comment section, thank you so much for this feedback, here's our website, and maybe that page that they're going on is gonna be like, here's a survey for and the opt-in for the email, and then you can email them back, right? And then you could follow up with them. That's one way to do it. If you're like me, when you first started out in your pet business, you may have wished that there was a place to go to for information, education, how-tos, connections, and referrals, and of course, to learn what was trending in the pet industry. Well, you're in luck. American Pet Professionals is a multiple award-winning organization that caters to all areas of the pet industry. We help pet business owners with monthly education, networking, mastermind events, content, and even brings you the best experts in and out of the industry, all to help you with your success. To learn more, to join us, or to get on our wait list when doors open to join, go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com forward slash join. Now, of course, you're not going to get comments that are always going to be nice. You're going to really get comments that could sting. So if you're going to do this or have somebody else post a video for you and you're going to be watching for the comments, you need to have a thick skin. If you're going to go into business, you have to have a thick skin, right? Not everyone is going to like your idea, your product, and they may not be so nice. You've been on social media the last few years, right? <laughs> People love to be those keyboard warriors and give all the opinions. So you need to have a thick skin and you need to think about that as you're putting your product out into the world in general. So I'll give you an example on how if somebody else does the um, video for you, how it could work. So recently I posted on my personal TikTok page a video about a brand new product that was launching at Global Pet Expo last month in March 2023. Now, I just saw the product in the new product section. I love the way it looked. I wanted to know more. It was the last day of the show. I ran over to see them and the girl behind the counter said, do you want a demo? And I said, sure. So I said, do you mind if I video it? She said, no, absolutely. So I videotaped her demo, just the demo, not the person, just to get more information about it. And I posted it on TikTok, not really thinking anything of it because I was posting other videos from Global on my TikTok account, which by the way, small account. So like really small. Um, the video went semi-viral with over 210,000 views, 551 comments, okay? So that is where 
the if you're the business owner, you go into those comments. That's where the feedback is. I was like, wow, this is such a great consumer focus group on this product just in the comment section alone. It also had 13,000 likes, almost 2,000 shares, and 1,100 favorites or saves, which I thought was pretty cool that a lot of people still you know, favorited or saved it. So like I said, I just thought it was a cool new product. I like the aesthetic look of it and asked a simple question on my TikTok. What do you guys think? Would you buy this? Like I gave a description, I put in some hashtags, but my main question to people was, what do you think? Would you buy this? I had no idea so many people would either be one triggered by it and didn't like the product and had mean comments, loved the product, um, had a ton of feedback on it, about it, and so on. And I did not know that it was going to go viral and still growing and still getting a lot of feedback and questions. And I'm not associated with, a pro with the product at all. I had to go in and answer some questions and say, you know, this is not my product because people just see the product and they think it's yours. But again, I thought, what a fantastic way to get consumer feedback at no cost and get real, raw opinions about it. So I think if the company, you know, they chimed in once or twice, but if you are the company listening to this and you had somebody post this video for you, the best thing that you can do as the company is you could actually start chiming in, you know, and start answering questions in the comment section, especially for people who are interested and had genuine questions like, what size does it come in? How many cups would I need to feed my Great Dane? What is the price? How do I buy it? And so on. There are so many questions, 551 comments. So it's a lot. So maybe somebody is part of your team that can do that if it's not you, right? Maybe you have somebody dedicated to that and be able to answer them. And then there were some questions on there or statements that were incorrect about what the product was. People were assuming things about it that were not true. And then if you, I went in a couple of times and said, hey, it's made of this, not that. And then they're like, oh, that's really cool. So as a pet product person, you would want to be educating the consumer in what the product was. So I think that was a really cool way to get some really quick product feedback and how you can tie into like getting those people from that page, right? I know TikTok doesn't want to hear it, but from that page to your website so they can opt in and you can continue the conversation with them. So this could be an excellent way to get that consumer feedback, especially if you're on a tight budget. And again, it could be on other social media platforms, but I just happen to like TikTok for something like that because I think people are really real and they're not as unkind as other platforms. Sometimes it can be mean, but um, I think that's a really great way to do it. Okay, so what if you're like, all right, we're not quite there yet, but we would love to hear from our peers for a peer-to-peer -peer review. So if you're part of a pet business organization, like here at American Pet Professionals, it's a great place to get peer-to-peer -peer reviews and feedback from other pet pros launching um, a product. So a lot of our pet professional members have experience, been in business many years. They come into our business groups, our masterminds, our networking, and they love to give feedback or help. And a lot of times our newer pet product manufacturers, and again, we are we have people from all areas of the industry. So we might have a dog trainer or a veterinarian and say, hey, I really like that product, but maybe have you thought of this or have you thought of that? So it's a great way to get peer-to-peer -peer reviews and really get that feedback from your peer that might be something that you haven't thought of, um, gain insight from 
experience that they have had in launching something. So it's a great way to do it. We actually have four evergreen webinars in a series with four different experts on how to launch a product that our members can access at any time with incredible information for each expert who has launched very successful products. So we had two product um, experts and we had a pet product manufacturer designer who's been in the industry for like 30 years and worked with all kinds of pet businesses. And then we had a patent lawyer on and we've also had a copyright lawyer. That wasn't part of the series, but still valuable information. So all of that information is in there for our pet product members and our regular members to access if they might have an idea for a pet product. But I think the information you can get back to help you focus on what the consumer is going to love about your product or not, asking peers for their suggestions, help, and feedback is so incredibly valuable. And I don't think that you should skip this step when you are launching a new pet product into the world. Another great way that you can get really great peer-to-peer -peer review is an exhibitor being an exhibitor at a B2B trade show or a pet industry conference. And by the way, we have 80 of those in the, in the United States yearly trade shows and tons of pet conferences where you could be an exhibitor and get that feedback. So if it's a trade show like Global or SuperZoo where you're hoping to get wholesale orders written and get your product in more retail stores, meet distributors, potential new investors, of course, that's a big part of being an exhibitor, right? But that peer-to-peer -peer feedback is gold, in my opinion. I know speaking with many members of our organizations over the years, when they were a first-time new exhibitor, um, and even this year at shows like Global or SuperZoo, that was the one thing they said to me. They did not expect to get so much great feedback from their peers. Like They were so excited to be at the show and meet buyers and potential retail stores that they could get their product into but they walked away with a ton of really great feedback from their peers. And I'm like, yeah, that's a big part of it. So another thing you should think about doing is as you're getting that peer-to-peer -peer review, make sure you're notating what they've said, maybe put it in a spreadsheet if that's your thing, You know, have somebody on your team helping you with that because you're gonna get ideas, you're gonna get things like, oh, I didn't think of that, or maybe we should change that. You know, Those are some of the things that you should really look at when you're going to be an exhibitor exhibitor and getting that peer-to-peer -peer reviews. So I hope that this has helped you and I hope that you are thinking, oh, we should get some consumer focus groups going or perhaps be brave and put a video out there, get to your patent lawyer if you're not patent pending yet, all of the things. And we would love to hear from you if you would like to give us a review or a rating on our podcast. That'll really help the podcast keep growing. And for me to keep bringing you more like our new series here, Pet Industry 101, as well as all of our upcoming guests and additional solo episodes. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was. Please let us know and leave us a review. If you're new to our podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, shared this episode, and I hope you tune in regularly to hear from our next guest and get tips, ideas, and stories about the pet industry from yours truly. Want to know more about the pet industry? Go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. Okay, pet pros, until our next show, take care and don't forget to spend some time with your pets today.